If you do not have a place of worship, please consider Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church your home. We are safe place to worship, supporting the edification of the body with all of its gifts. Sound biblical teaching is at the center of our worship as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Sharing the fruit of the Spirit and moving forward in faith through serving our community is our privilege and pleasure. Please feel free to contact the ministry at 636-344-0539 or email us at witmin at yahoo.com. Thank you for your consideration, be blessed, encouraged and walk in the truth of the Lord. But the most important thing that we can do is give you the word of God. Ungrafted, no sugar, just salt, sharpened in a two-edged sword. So we're going to begin serving with scripture and prayer from Brother Arsenio Brown. Amen? Amen. 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 Thing happens with that. Yeah. Praise the Lord, because it's something 
without getting yourself baptized. You know, it means something different to you, but to others it means a lot more. It means to me that somebody has decided to turn their life over to the Lord. Yes. You might be getting dunked in some water, baby, but when that spirit hits you, you're going to know the real change. I just thank God because, see, I once was a sinner. See, a lot of people ain't, ain't uh, willing to admit that. It's something about being a sinner. And then when you come to know Christ, boy, you'll be like, wow! You know, a lot of people think you ain't no go through a lot of stuff. You go through a lot of stuff, but it's one good thing the Lord said he gonna, he never leave you. Yeah, so yeah. no matter what you go through, yeah. you got to stay on the path because it's a good thing when you riding with Jesus. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but see, when you riding out there in that world, you know, that's a different life. When you come to know Jesus, guess what? Oh, my God. Y'all looking at me crazy. Now wait till that Holy Ghost hits you. You're going to be like, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, yeah. for bringing me out of that darkness into the light of Thank you, Jesus, yeah. for opening up my mind to receive you. Thank you, Jesus, yeah. for loving me. Thank you, Jesus, for putting me in a place where people love me in spite of who I am. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. All of us come from a, got an ugly background. Yeah. All of us got an ugly background that we came from. Yeah. But see, there's one thing to know about somebody's old background and to see how they are now. A lot of people can't handle that. But see, I'm one thing I can tell you. This is how I am in Christ. Right. Ain't necessarily how you gonna be. You can be totally different. Everybody think I'm a hood preacher from the street, but I'm gonna tell you like this: If I'm a hood preacher from the street, guess what? I know how to lift up the name of Jesus. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you one thing: Don't worry about how nobody look at you. Yeah. Don't worry about what nobody say about you, because it's one thing when you're riding with Jesus. Yeah. Guess what, y'all? You on a gold horse. Yeah. Oh yeah, you on a golden horse. And he's going to take you and he's going to help you move in the way that you need to move in. He's going to put you in the place where you need to oh, be. Yeah. Right now you might not know, but you know what you want to do on today. But I thank God that we're here to praise him and to worship him and just thank him for another day. We, get, we was given a challenge this morning. We got seven things we got to do to be a great witness. And today is the first day that we're supposed to be praying asking God for understanding. So guess what? Since we got... Some people in the house today, guess what, since this is the first day, we're going to pray that the Lord open up our understanding yeah. so that we'll be good, yeah. good service, yeah. good people who will go out there and try to reach the people that we need to reach. And we asking God to give us the strength and give us what we need to do it. Hallelujah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know about y'all, yeah. but I feel like praising. Yeah. See, when you start praying for the things that you need to help other people, that's a great thing. Because, see, a lot of us think we already got it, but y'all, I'm going to settle down because y'all know I can stand up here and I can I can crow and I can ask Jesus to come in and do what he got to do. But, yeah. see, he already doing what he got to do. Yeah. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray over this word that the Lord give us great understanding on how to witness to the people that don't even know who we are because they look on the outside. We're going to ask God to give us great understanding yeah. on how to move and touch those people's heart. We're going to ask God to help us to reach them where they at. Hallelujah. Yeah. Father God, it's in the name of Jesus right now, Lord God. With our hearts open, oh, Father God, we coming to you as humbly as we know power, Lord God, just to ask you for your great understanding yeah. to learn, to help us learn how to witness to those who rebelled against us, oh, Lord God, or who look down on us, oh, Lord God. Lord, you say there's a way to reach every man out here, oh, Father God. And, Lord God, we right now, we want the clear, blue understanding on how you wish for us to witness to the people that you put us in front of, oh, Father God. Oh, Lord God, we so careful to give you all the honor, the grace, and the praise that, that you just, whoo, Lord God, you just rain on us when, when, when we need that power, oh, Father God. But, Lord, right now, even though, oh, Father God, we thank you for opening us up to, be, to see great understanding when we are witnessing to whomever we come in contact. To God be the glory. I want y'all to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I want you to stop. It's through your thankfulness. It's through your trust. Through the grace that he has given you. Yeah. 
him. Because what we don't realize, we already got great understanding. Yeah. Yeah. We already got it. So stop being fearful. Stop being scared to use what you got. And if you're wrong, it's all right. You know we serve a pastor. We, we sit up under a pastor that if we say something wrong, oh. we're going to get corrected. Oh, yeah. So don't be scared about getting corrected. See, that's what the problem is. Come on. Uh -huh. If I get up here and mess up, look, somebody in here going to know, oh, she done said that wrong. That, that ain't the way. You're going to know. Because we sit up on the sound biblical man. Amen. He trusts in the Lord. He don't like us putting him up here. But I ain't putting him up here. He 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 ain't nothing but a mere man. But I told you one thing. God chose him to, to teach us this word. Amen. Amen. So to me, that's a blessing within itself. Amen. 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 Sister Free, come on up here and toot your horn, baby. Y'all have a blessed evening.
that's in this room right now have decided to surrender all to Jesus. Yeah. And we have two candidates for baptism that are completing the circle. Amen. Amen. The circle that's required by the Lord that we be baptized. Amen. That we demonstrate the love that he loved us first. And my sermon today is going to come out of 1 Peter. And let's open up our Bibles. To 1 Peter. Chapter 1. Say amen. 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 I'm reading out of ESV. Though you have not seen him, and I'm going to change him to Jesus. Though you have not seen Jesus, you love Jesus. Though you have not, no, you do not now see Jesus, you believe in Jesus and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Verse 9, obtaining, and we are obtaining the outcome of our faith, the salvation of our soul. You know, all of us in this room have probably dabbled and fallen in love before. But we've always fallen in love with someone that we could see, touch, feel, and smell. You know, when you went on your first date, if you're a man and you were falling in love, you dressed up and smelled real good. You put on your best clothes, you put on your best shoes, you got your hair cut, and you were ready to present yourself to this young lady. And young ladies, you spent maybe hours in the mirror picking out the right dress, the right makeup, the right situation because that man that you loved was coming to court you. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it's kind of foolish because a lot of us have pursued love and it's love of the flesh. And that's called lust. A lot of us have pursued people that not necessarily are loving, but for that person that we want to get with, that person that we want to date, that person that we want to hang around with, maybe for the rest of our life and marry, yeah, we put up a good face on front, don't we? We get all cleaned up. We, we put our good foot forward. We don't let them see the mess that we have and the mess that we hold within our hearts. But we try to present ourselves in a way that they could recognize that we love them. We open doors. We... We say things, we do things, we, we follow them, and, and we listen to their unfunny jokes, and we laugh, <laughs> you know, and we go by to see their parents, and we smile, even though we don't like them yet, and, you know, because we're in love. Uh -huh. But in this case, it sounds very foolish, because in this case, we're in love with Jesus, who we've never seen. We're in love with Jesus, who now we haven't seen, but we trust mm -hmm. in him. Yeah. Amen. And that's, that's a foolish type of love because to the world, that don't make no sense. How you gonna be in love with somebody you ain't never seen? And how you gonna be in love with somebody you ain't even seeing now? And how you gonna believe in him? And, and what is it you believe about somebody you ain't never seen or never heard of? Mm. Come on, come on. How can you trust what you've never seen or what you've never heard? How is it that you're just a fool for love? Well, the reason why we're, we, we, we're in this thing called love because there's a love that surpasses physicality. There's a love that surpasses our natural bodies and our natural affections. There's a love that supersedes even the love that we have as husband and wife, brother and sister, one for another, is the love of God. And since we haven't seen Jesus, this love that we have for him is greater than the love we have for one for another. Yes. And you say, well, that don't make sense. 
You still haven't told me. Why do you love him? What qualities does he have that you would love him? Well, one thing Jesus is, the Bible says that he can't lie. How many of y'all been in love with somebody that lied to you? Put your hands down. <laughs> All right, but you still love them anyway. But see, think how easy it is to love somebody that will never lie to you. Love somebody that will never leave you nor forsake you. Love somebody that's willing to go to the mat for you every time. Amen. One that sent the Holy Spirit back to be your advocate. Thank you, Jesus. Sitting on the right side, right hand side of God, having all power in his hand. Mm -hmm. Interceding on your behalf. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of love that we that we need. Yes. But we ain't never seen him. Mm. We ain't never touched him. We never kissed him. But it's because he's loved us first. Because this foolish love is such a foolish love that the natural man can't even understand it. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows why you love Jesus better than you do. Like Karen said, everybody's love for God is unique. Mm -hmm. But his love for God is our constant. Mm -hmm. His love for God is what we stand on. And we stand on this love by faith. Mm -hmm. Faith in what? Faith in what he did on Calvary. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us that no greater love than this that man has than one man would die for another. This Jesus, who we love, who we haven't seen, who we haven't heard, has died for us on Calvary. Amen. Has shown us a love that it says in verse 9, inexpressible, meaning that no matter what we do towards his love, towards us, if we respond to it, it's not even expressible at a level that is even can be explained. Our love for God can't even, even if we express it, it's inexpressible because you still can't understand with your natural man why you love somebody you can't see. Why you have faith in somebody you've never seen or heard? What has he done for you lately that you would fall in love with him because our love on the world is temporary? One day you're in love, the next day you're out of love. But Jesus' love that he places in us because of who he is, because he is love, abides in us forever. So to the world we like a fool. How can you love with all this foolishness and craziness and pandemic going on in the world? Because the love that I have for him supersedes everything that I am. Not necessarily because it's because of me. It's because what he did for me. Oh, what did he do for you? Well, let me tell you what he did for you. <laughs> there was a young man, maybe a while back, long ago, and John, it talks about the feeding of the 5,000. There's a little boy that had two fish and five loaves of bread. And Philip walked up to him and said, I need your food. And the little boy looked at his dad and said, I'm not giving him my lunch. But the dad said, Philip, go ahead. That's my, my dad said, go ahead, give it to Philip. Philip's my friend. And they was instructed to sit down. And as a little boy sat there, his stomach started growing like, okay, when we going to eat? Because, you know, I'm hungry now. I didn't give away my food. <laughs> then all of a sudden, here come the apostles back around, feeding them, feeding them, feeding them till they're full. The little boy remembered that. Mm -hmm. The little boy remembered the time he got full. And the only thing he had was two fish and five loaves of bread. And they said that his two fish and five loaves of bread Fed 5,000 men, which means it might have been 10,000 to 15,000 people. Yeah. God blessed that bread. Jesus blessed that, 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 that Jesus we didn't see. Mm. Fed them. What better act of love than we have than somebody feed you when you're hungry? Mm. Mm. If I'm hungry, I need to be fed. And that little boy grew up. Wow. That little boy grew up. Knowing that he was witnessed a miracle. Mm -hmm. And the miracle came from this so-called prophet named Jesus. Right. And one day the little boy was at home. And he was standing outside. And he heard a crowd coming his way. And the crowd was very happy. The crowd was very joyous. The crowd was just melting his singing Hosanna, Hosanna to the most high. And guess who he saw again? Jesus. 
This man named Jesus. Riding in on a white horse. And they were throwing palms. In the street. And that boy remember that's the man that fed me. That's the man that fed me. And he watched. As he passed him up. And he waved at him. And I think Jesus looked at him and winked at him. But he kept going. Little later. The little boy hears a crowd coming. But it comes from the opposite direction now. And it's different, but it's a lot of noise. You know, it's a lot of noise. And the boy is in his house and he says, Dad, what's going on? He says, I don't know what's going on, son, but uh, we need to go out and see. So he goes down the street, he looks down the street, and he sees a crowd coming towards him. So he's ready to go get some more palms and say, okay. Something else is going on out here. Something else is going on. So what we have is the, 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 the little boy looking down the street and he hears the clitter clatter of feet. But he hears something different this time. He doesn't hear cheering, he hears jeering. Here's, here's somebody who's jeering at him. Here's somebody who there are three people coming. There's Roman soldiers in the holding the crowd back. And there's three people carrying across. And he's wondering, what's going on? And as he got closer to him, the Roman soldiers pushed him back. And the jeering got louder and louder. And all you can hear is crucifying, 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 crucifying. And the little boy peeked his head between his dad's hands and he said, that looked like Jesus. That looked like the man who fed me. What's the problem? But, but he looks a little different now because he's beat and bloody. He's been whooped on. He's been spat on. And instead, instead of saying Hosanna, Hosanna, they saying something else. They saying crucify, crucify. And he looked up at his dad. And his dad starts saying the same thing. Sometimes you just say stuff because you want to go along with the crowd. Crucify, crucify. And the little boy grabbing his dad's hand and said, isn't that the one who fed us? Isn't that the one who gave us bread? Crucify, crucify. And he's walking down the street. And he goes past them. But before he goes past them, the same Jesus looked over at the little boy. He looked at the little boy. And the little boy is ready to run out. And Jesus looked at him and said, stay still. Because I'm doing something out of an act of love. And the little boy didn't understand, but he felt in his spirit that he was ready to run out there and help the one who fed him. But the one who fed him looked at him and just didn't say anything, but just looked at him like, stay there. Because I'm going somewhere. I'm going, that's like I fed you, I'm going somewhere for you. But the boy didn't understand, but he just stood in his place. As his father said, crucify, crucify. And the boy was confused. Why is Jesus carrying a cross? They kill people on crosses. They murder people on crosses. This man had done nothing wrong. He had fed us and I heard, I, I heard through the grapevine, my mom was talking that he healed a woman with an issue of blood. I heard that he healed the blind man. I heard that he had made the lame walk. I heard that he had took a man with a withered hand and straightened his hand out. I heard that the woman who met him at the well went back and told people about Jesus. I heard of a woman who laid, who wiped her feet, wiped his feet with her hair and put perfume on his feet to worship him. How can we crucify a man like that? How can we crucify a man who loved us enough to feed us? There's a greater love. That one man should give his life for another. The little boy didn't understand that because Jesus was willing to give his life for all that who have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yes. That Jesus went out and did this for you and me. Yes, thank you, Jesus. That even though we haven't seen him, we still love him. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And as the boy got older, 
He was on his way from temple, on his way from church. There was two witnesses walking. I think the road was called a mess. And he was behind him. And all of a sudden, this person showed up and started walking with him. And started telling him about the scriptures. Because that person asked him, what's wrong? And they said, haven't you heard? What have I, what, 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 what did I miss something? The person said, what did I miss? They said, haven't you heard? They have killed our Lord Jesus. And the man that was walking with him said, y'all know about Jesus? They said, yeah, we, we, we just know that they killed a man that was innocent, that did a whole bunch of stuff. And see, the little boy behind here, all that. He walked behind. Then as that story was told in, from Genesis to Malachi uh, about Jesus, because Jesus told the Pharisees, you search the scriptures, but in them, they speak of me. He explained to these two witnesses on the road to a man that, that, look, I am the risen Savior. Yay. I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. I am the light of the world. Yes, I am that I am. Yeah. I was with your people in the wilderness. Yeah. I fed them manna in the wilderness and gave them drink from the rock. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I am the living water. Yeah. That when you drink of me, you never thirst again. Yeah. And the little boy started wondering, and the next thing you know, the that man turned around and winked at the little boy and the little boy said, that's Jesus. <laughs> the love of Jesus was so strong and the promise to love was so deep that even a grave could not hold him. So if the grave could not hold Jesus, how much did he love you? How much did he love you to come back and be saved and, and raised from again? Because the Bible says, we are also buried with him and going to be raised with him yes. in glory. Yes. He could have came down off that cross. Yes. But he loved you so much he couldn't. His deal with the father was, I'm going to be obedient to the end because I'm going to show them an example through my suffering that they don't have to suffer. But guess what? They don't suffer and never, never taste death. I'm going to suffer and taste death for a minute, but I'm going to be raised again so they can be raised again. So when you die, you're absent from the body, present with the Lord. See, that's the kind of love when you don't see him. You still love him. Even now you don't see him, but you trust him. Because what he said, it is true. All that believe upon me shall be saved. There's no ritual. There's no church service. Even my preaching is not like Jesus saving you. Amen. Jesus said, I'm going to send back the Holy Spirit. <laughs> not only to be an advocate for you, but to lead you into all truth about me. Yes. So why do I love him? Because I got the truth inside of me. You got the truth inside of you. You were being led by the Holy Spirit to love like he loved. So what he says is, love your neighbor as yourself. The assumption is you really love yourself. So you love your neighbor. But the commandment basically says it gives us a higher bar. Not only do we, should we love our neighbor as ourselves, but we should love our neighbor like Jesus loved us. That's why we love him. Because he loved us first. We loved him because love shows you something. Go to John 15, 19. I'm all done. John 15, 19, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he tells them, he tells them basically in 19 that he's doing only what the Father shows. See, the, the, his love is such that the Father loves the Son, the Son loves the Father. See, go to 20, go, go down to 19 in the middle, it says there's nothing of, of, of his own. He does nothing of his own according, accord, but only what he sees the Father is doing. Think about this. When he was here, he was only doing what the Father is doing. That's right. That's right. Not was doing. Is doing. Right. I want you to pay attention to the verbiage. He was only doing what the Father is doing. Mm -hmm. Because he and the Father are what? One. Mm -hmm. And because he loved you first, you have a chance to become one with the Son, therefore becoming one with the Father. So we need to find out 
What he was doing, well, I just gave you what he was doing. He was healing folk. He was loving folk. He was teaching folk. He was preaching. He was telling people, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was telling people how good it's going to be if you believe in me. Then in verse 20, he says, for the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself again is doing. Now, now, now I want you to really put this in your head. Because the father loves, he shows. Mm -hmm. Y'all get that y'all go home. Because the father loves, he shows. Love is about showing somebody something. Yes. The father loved the son, and the son just said, I can't do nothing apart from what the father does. And he says, why is the father showing me? Because he loves me. So why do you do? Because he loves us. Amen. See, you got to get in the act of love being something that is an action, not an adjective. Oh, <laughs> love is a verb, not an adjective. It's not a woolly, gooey feeling in your stomach. It is not rose petals and dandelions going through your head. It requires an action right. towards somebody else. Yeah. A sacrifice towards somebody else's well-being. And, and Jesus is saying, I'm doing what the Father is doing, and because the Father loves me, he shows me, and don't even trip, don't marvel, because he's going to do greater things that you're going to trip off of. <laughs> See, the greatest thing that Jesus, the greatest miracle, everybody asks, what's the greatest miracle that Jesus ever did? When he's risen from the dead? Mm -hmm. See, y'all looking at the small potato miracles. <laughs> I'm looking at the fact that man was dead, buried, and came alive again. Oh, yeah. Come on. We love him because, because he lives, we can live. Yeah. The song say, he lives so we can what? Face, Face tomorrow. tomorrow. Right. But those of us in Christ that love him because of what he's doing in us, yeah. we can face a tomorrow because yeah. tomorrow's with God. Yeah. Yeah. He is doing. He is loving. Yeah. Don't trip. Don't marvel. No. I'm going to show you some greater things. The reason I can show you greater things is because I love the reason that you can show greater things, you anointed and appointed and all that Christian garbage, you can do great things because you love like Christ. Amen. You suffer like Christ. And in 1 Peter, it tells us our suffering builds our character. Our suffering keeps us committed, accountable, and responsible that we can participate in the benefits and advantages and the rewards of being in Christ. In 1 Peter, it tells us that our faith it has our reward stored up for us that nothing can get to. All because we love. Amen. Out of the product of him loving. Our example for love is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Our example for love is loving each other is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And if our example for love is what God doing, then we need to go about doing the Father's work. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So you say, well, Pastor, what do we do? We give people the gospel. Yes. We got the gospel to teach us how to love. Then why don't you get the gospel somebody teach them how to love? Come on. Sure. Everybody want to get saved from the fruit of sin. Drinking, drugging, alcohol, uh, promiscuity, whatever it is. Everybody got their own poison. But it's the love that deals with the sin. Because without the remission of without the, without the remission of blood, there is no there is no remission of sins. Without this blood, there is no remission of sins. How did the blood get there? Because he carried his cross and died. He loved you enough to bleed for you that you may have your sins remitted and forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. So as we go into baptism, what we're doing is recreating the love that he had demonstrated for us. Yes. Yes. But it's still a foolish love, but it's a love that shows. Love is not an option. You don't get an You don't get an option whether you're a saint of God, whether you're gonna love or not. How you go? How you gonna say, "Well, I don't, I, 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 I don't like them. I gotta love them, but I don't like them." Don't play them kind of words with yourself. Yeah. If you don't like them, you don't love them. Trust me. If you don't like them, you don't love them. Because love requires a sacrifice. Have you ever sacrificed to somebody you don't like? No. See, that's that Christian lingo that we say. That's powerless. God says, I got to love you. That I'll be willing, even if you're my enemy, to give you a cup of water. 
But the goal will give you a cup of water to satisfy your natural thirst so that I can give you the spiritual water so you'll never thirst again. Amen. See, there's a purpose for everything in God. Yeah. And it's all to lead us to Jesus. It ain't to lead, lead you to me. I'm irrelevant in the scheme of things only when I talk about Jesus. I'm as good as when I talk about Jesus. Yeah. Other than that, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. When I ain't following Christ, don't follow me. Even the great Paul had moments. Amen. But see, when you're in this thing for any point in time, you follow Christ more and more every day. Every step you take, you're not shaking. Love is not an option. Go to John 13, 34. 13, 34 says, a new commandment, a new commandment, I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to what? Love one another. Love one another. As ongoing, continuously, it doesn't stop as I love you. So you can't stop love when you're in love. A wise person told me, you can't help when you love. And the more I'm in love with Jesus, you're right, I can't help it. The more I love, the more I realize what he did for me on Calvary, I can't help it. Because he loved me first. He loved me enough to die for me. He loved me enough to die for you. And I love him enough to appreciate what he done and tell you about it. Yeah. Thank you. See all that stuff that they preach in these churches now about blessings with your name on it. You're going to get this and anointed appointed. What they got to do with salvation and love? What is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? It's in the process of losing your soul. You're not losing your soul necessarily because you're sinning. Now watch this. You lose your soul because you reject the love of God. There you go. You reject what he gave us to get you right. He became the propitiation for our sins. And you're going to reject that awesome thing he did at the cross because you want to stay in your sin and do what you want to do. Like in Judges, everyone going to do what is right in their own eyes. There is one God, one baptism, and one Lord, and one Holy Spirit. Yes. He said, I'm the truth of life in the way. No one, I mean no one, I don't care what you do, what you say, you can't play with this. You got to come the right way or don't come at all. Because if you don't come the right way, the Bible says you're like a thief and a robber. Mm -hmm. But all you got to do is accept his love and come the way he wants you to come. Mm -hmm. He already died, so you ain't got to die. All you got to do is die to your flesh. You ain't got to be beat on. You ain't got to be crucified. You ain't got to do all that. What he tells you is crucify your flesh every day. He didn't die for you. He didn't did all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is step into it. All you got to do is believe in it. All you got to do is love the way he loved. Toward somebody else. John 13, 35 says, By this all people, this thing is not an option. It's a commandment. By this, all people will know that you are my <coughs> disciples, my students. By the way, you what? Love each other. Yes. See, you can't be a student of the word until you're a student of God through the love of God. <laughs> See, I know that y'all are God's disciples, not by how much Bible you know, but the way you love each other. Amen. And the way you love each other is based upon what you learn in the word of God. Yes. Not what you've seen, mm -hmm. but what you heard in the spirit. What you see, what you've seen on paper, but what you heard in the spirit. He said, My words are spirit. So even though we haven't seen him in the flesh, we have witnessed to him in the spirit. And we witness about him in the spirit. And therefore, we are his disciples because what? Not only do we love each other, we love other people. But God says the measurement first, the first measurement, the first test to pass, church, is how well you love each other. All these schisms and isms up in church. My this and my that. I thought this don't belong to God. My pastor. My first lady. My deacon. My place to sit. My turn to sing. I'm supposed to preach today. What they got to do with the glory of God? Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. In due time, he will exalt you. Quit trying to, quit trying to, 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 to push God into a corner that has no love in it. 
You won't see God come out and fight you. Try to push him into a corner where there's hatred, envy, and jealousy. Amen. Amen. These things should not be in the body of Christ. Amen. Especially in the church invisible. And it's not in the church invisible. It's just in the church visible. Because the problem with the church visible is it's not relying on the Holy Spirit to keep it in love. Amen. Wow. Great love. Love is great. There's a great love. Go to 1 Corinthians 13, 13. So now faith. Check this out. So now faith. Not yesterday's faith. Now faith. And we know the passage we say now faith is things, substance, things hoped for, right? But then this text Paul is trying to break it down for us. He said now faith. Because he's talking to the Corinthian church and the Corinthian church was a church that had a whole bunch of gifts in it. And let the gift be the focus and not the God of the gift. So many churches are well gifted with many different people and many different talents. And walking truth, you're gifted beyond beyond measure. But the thing about it is, don't get it twisted. It ain't about the gift, it's about the God of the gift. Mm -hmm. That's right. See, Jesus died so you can have a gift. So he ain't got to repent for your gift. And you get to choose how you're going to use your gift or not. You're going to use your gift to glorify God or you're going to use your gift to glorify you? You got people following you. As you follow Christ, you got people following you because then you want them to follow you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm talking to a whole bunch of y'all out there, especially mm-hmm. my clergy friends. You know, we I, I can tell the difference. What you need an entourage carrying your suitcase, your water, and all that stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Why you need all that security? You ain't that important. <laughs> we here to glorify Jesus. Yeah. I understand a level of it at a certain level, but this is the thing. If you get so caught up in that, you think you earned it. <laughs> what do you have that God didn't give to you? Come on. 13.13. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three things, but the greatest of these three things is love. The greatest thing is love. So I asked y'all a question. I asked y'all a question about why is it love greater than faith and hope? And I'm going to give you the answer. I'm glad you asked me. (laughs) The reason why love is greater than hope and faith is out of the love we have faith for him. Out of the love we have hope for him. God doesn't need to have hope. He is the blessed hope. God doesn't need to have faith. He is the one who is faithful. There you go. But God is love. And that's why it's the greatest. Because you can be like God when you love. That is the one attribute God has given you that you're guaranteed to be great in God is when you love. And now we have to define what love is. Love is sacrificing yourself one for another's benefit, advantage, and rewards. So when you love, you pull up to the bar. And just when you're about to get everything that you done thought you done earned, because you've been committed, because you've been accountable, because you've been responsible, because you got in the car, because you've been consistent, you pull up and there's a buffet of things that's been put away for you. And guess what? Just when you're about to start dying on your benefits, your advantages, your rewards, you look at them and I look at somebody else and I look at them and I look at somebody else. And even though I've achieved the, the, the point where by grace I'm up to the bar and by grace I go and then God say, then I say, here, you can have my benefits. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can have my advantages. Amen. You can have my rewards. Beautiful. Love will cause you to give it all away. Amen. Love will cause you to take off your coat and give it to somebody else. Hallelujah. Love will cause you to pay it forward. Love will cause you to come to church and worship God in spirit and truth. So you can't do it unless you love. That's why he says the greatest thing. Don't tell me you can worship in spirit and truth and you carry hate in your heart. You can't do that. You can put on the show, but the show ain't no good. Truth. Yes. Yes, thank you, Lord. Saints, we got to start loving God. If the Bible just says the greatest one of these things is love, then why aren't we loving? Come on. 
verse 14 and 1 of 1 Corinthians. Check this out. Right after it says, that's the last verse of 13. And then it says, pursue love. Well, you know what that means, Mr. Daphne? That means hunt it down. Like you hunting ducks, deer, and dodo birds. You need to pursue love. You need to cut that love down like Elma Fudd was hunting down Bugs Bunny. You need to chase after that wastily wacky called love. Like a hunter. Like somebody who needs it. Like somebody who's going to be sustained by it. It's your prey that you go after because you need some love to satisfy what's in you. You need the love of Christ. So I'm going to go looking for him. But see, you ain't got to go far. Because he's right there in the book. Hey. It's right there on the page. It say pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Now, I'm going to pursue love and somebody read that and say, okay, see, see, that means once I pursue love, I'm going to tell people all about themselves. Because <laughs> no. I'm going to prophesy. No. That ain't what it's talking about. <laughs> what it means, okay. Oh, boy. I'm going to step on some toes, but that's all right. I got victory. Come on. Think about this, saints of God. The Old, prep prophet, the Old Testament prophets, the Old Testament was Jesus concealed, the shadow. The Gospels was Jesus revealed because he was here. The shadow, the substance, and the epistles are the security. The shadow, Old Testament. The substance so it was in the shadow. That's why he said, you search the scriptures and think you have salvation, but they, they, they talk about me, the substance. So our hope is in the substance, not in the shadow. And some of us preach a, preach a double, double dose of shadow with a little bit of substance, and that's how we get confused. You're not Jews. You are Gentile believers. There are some principles that are, are, are well known to look at. The Bible says that the scriptures were given to us for our learning that through patience and endurance of the scriptures that we might have this thing called hope. Okay? And he's talking about the Old Testament. So Paul is giving us in this one, based upon what was happening in the Corinthian church where everybody was pursuing a tongues gift. Everybody was pursuing this, that, and the other. Everybody wanted to prophesy. Everybody wanted to talk. Everybody wanted to speak. You see, he gave instructions on how that's supposed to happen. And by God, he gave us clear instructions. The church still doing what they want to do. Ain't no interpreting going on. First being mid-sentence, he starts speaking in tongues. He said, I'd rather you speak one Word of clarity. <laughs> but see, this prophesy is not about future. Because all we wait for is Jesus to return. He already told us that. He said nobody will know that. So what are you prophesying about? <laughs> what are you getting the $50 line, the $100 line for? That ain't got nothing to do with the good love of God. Mm. That has to do with the love of money, which is a sin. <laughs> but if you follow the, the gifts, the spiritual <laughs> gifts, to prophesy the great one is love, and the love calls you to prophesy. Prophesy is foretelling the word of God, not foretelling. Mm. Foretelling is what I'm doing right now. I am prophesying to you the word of God, line by line, verse by verse. Here little, there little. I am giving you the complete meal in the word of God. That is a prophecy. Amen. Amen. Not this stuff. That requires you to come out of your pocket. See, this is free. <laughs> See, the love of God is free. There you go. The love Amen. of God shouldn't cost you nothing. Well, it do cost you something if you put your flesh to death, but it shouldn't cost you no money out of your pocket. <laughs> Not to receive the love of God. Because think about this. Everything comes from the love of God. Even the blessings come from the love of God. So you can tell me I got to pay for the, what God has already paid for to get his blessing and show you that I'm obedient. No, I need to be obedient to God because he said the way I could be obedient to him was to love one another. Right. He didn't say do all that stuff they got you doing. I want to say some of you free today. Thank you, Jesus. Come out from among them who use you. Right. Who don't love you. They don't want to walk hand in hand with you through the 
through the fire, through the, through the shadow of death. They want to share the sheep, not save the sheep. And even Jesus said, when they were wondering who's going to sit on the right and who's going to sit on the left, Jesus said, y'all don't really know what y'all asking for, but y'all going to get there y'all going to see the name to such a pretty place to be. But he said, look, the Gentile rulers rule over their people. This is Matthew. They lord over them. Pastor, we're not supposed to lord over the people. We're supposed to be the greater servant. Like I explained in the when you when you as you as you begin to understand the love of God, you go from being part of the building to be part of the foundation. Right. See, when you're part of a foundation of love, somebody can stand on you. Mm. When you're part of the foundation of love, somebody can be built up from you. Yeah. When you're part of the foundation of love, everybody can see you. You can carry all of them on your shoulders because God has loved you so long and so hard that you become steady. Come on. You can hold them. You can hold every problem. I can, I, come on. What problem you got? You got a drug problem? Come on. I'm going to love you. You got a cheating problem? Come on. I'm going to love you. you, got, you got, what you got a problem? You got What you got a drinking problem? Come on. I'm going to love you. Because God loved me enough to get me out of that muck and mire. We need some foundational people that's willing to be part of the foundation of love. Glory. Glory. Love. So let's go back up. So all the way back up to this foolish love as we get ready to close. Amen? Amen. All right. Verse 1, verse 8. Though you have not seen Jesus, you love him. Though you have not seen him now, Jesus, you trust in him. You believe in him. And rejoice. And I said rejoice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And rejoice with joy. Mm -hmm. That's a double dose. Mm -hmm. You rejoice with joy. You just don't rejoice. I say rejoice again with joy. You rejoice with joy. That is inexpressible. I can't even tell you how much I love Jesus. Even though I just tried to right now, it ain't enough. Mm. Mr. K, it ain't enough. Because he deserves all the glory and all the honor and all the love I can shed for him. Because he's still considering and shedding his love abroad in my heart. Every time I talk about him and think I am full out with him and tell y'all about love, he's going to pour more love into me. See, you want to feel the love of God, how much of his love are you willing to give away? See, some of y'all are sitting on his love, been sitting on his love in your testimony for years. You say, but God is saying, can't you afford to give a little love away? I got plenty for you. Can't you afford to give that little bit of love away? Can't you pour out a little bit of love on somebody else? Can't you give somebody the benefit of your 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 commitment? Can you give somebody the, the, the advantages of you being accountable to me? Can you? Love. So we rejoice. That is inexpressible and filled, filled with glory, with glory, obtaining the outcome. That means the product. Like one plus one is two. That's the outcome. Two times two is four. Four is the outcome. So obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your soul. What is the outcome of loving somebody? Your faith. And what does your faith do? The byproduct saves your soul. So we don't we have foolish love, but our love is not foolish. We have foolish love, but our love is not foolish. I think I've given enough evidence for you to believe. So I'm gonna ask you today: what else does God have to do other than give his son? for your sins for you to believe. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your love that's inexpressible. That no matter how much I tell you how much I love you, it's not enough. But Lord, somehow enough, you accept it by grace through faith. Lord, you gave us the gospel to which we give to all creatures. You gave us a commandment to go out and preach the gospel. Because it is the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation. So as we rejoice, 
and are happy about the love you have shed or brought on us. Lord, let us be willing, eager, able, willing, enthused, willing to pursue love that we may give away to somebody else. You know, somebody wants something when it's valuable. And Lord, what's more valuable than pursuing your love? That we may let it shine through us like a light and a beacon. That we become the salt of the earth. That we become those who are walking upright before men and God, letting our light shine that other men may see the good works in us. That we don't work because to earn, we work because he loved us first. So Lord, continue to let us work and show people that we love and let them be asked the question of questions. What is the reason why you love and have the hope that you have in you? And we will say it's the love of Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Thank you for tuning in to Walk with True Christian Fellowship Church. I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and be at peace. And remember, walk in the truth of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's message. We hope that you have been blessed and encouraged. Continue to listen, subscribe, and share on our YouTube page and your favorite podcast platform where we could be reached. Consider donating to this ministry on your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal. We want to thank you for all of your support, and especially your prayers. Stay tuned, be encouraged, and be blessed. We worship at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ Building, located at 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114. The times of worship are 8.30 a.m. on Sunday and 7 p.m. on Tuesday. You may also join us on Facebook at the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship page or the Walk in Truth Radio Network YouTube page. All are welcome and we look forward to teaching you the truth about God, teaching you to be committed, accountable, and responsible to the things of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit.